Yo, Albert Tate Podcast Season 3. I am so excited that you've taken the time to tune in. So excited uh, to share this week's uh, topic and episode with you. Listen, hey, if you're enjoying the season, uh, if you haven't already done it, subscribe, uh, share, like, send it to some friends. Uh, we want everybody to hear so that they can be encouraged and experience all that God's doing here on the Albert Tate Podcast. So thanks so much for tuning in. Uh, looked at the stats. Uh, Justin, uh, my, my producer, sent me some stats the other day. Man, people are listening all across the country and in a couple of parts of the world. I didn't know I had that many cousins and aunties, but obviously they've all downloaded one episode and it's just been thanks. So thanks, family. Thanks for holding your boy down. Um, I'm so excited. Listen, <laughs> this episode... I, I wrestled with whether I was going to actually even do this one. Um, I'm walking through the top nine lessons uh, for this year, things that you just need to remember and lessons you need to keep tucked in your pocket for this year. And it was inspired by my Instagram top nine. So we want to try to find a way. We want to post that top nine pick on the website. So you can go to albertate.com and see that. Um, so you can see the pictures as we go through each episode. This episode, uh, I wrestled with what I was going to do it, but I'm going to talk about it. I'm a, I'm tired of it. I'm sick of it. I've been frustrated by it. It's a lesson that I had to learn, and I'm I'm doing it. This episode is why I had to why I unfollow once a week Mike Todd, TD Jakes, and Rick Warren. Let's go. <laughs> I was speaking at a conference one time and Rick Warren spoke before I did and it was a church planning conference, exponential. Uh, I go there uh, just just about every year. I'm looking forward to being back there this year. If you're coming, say what's up. I'm looking forward to seeing you there. Um, man, Rick Warren gets on the stage and he's preaching and I'm, you know, I'm not gonna lie, I'm gonna be honest. I'm insecure, I'm threatened, I'm intimidated, I'm nervous, I'm overwhelmed. I'm about to speak after one of the greatest pastors in the history uh, of American church. Like this guy sold, the, I think his copy of Purpose Driven Life sold more books than Jesus, uh, than the Bible. I, I think, uh, I mean, the guy's got thousands and tens of thousands of, of church members, just, just everything. So he's up there preaching and I got to go up right after him. And he gets done preaching to a room full of church planters. And he says, yeah, I was reading in the Bible and I saw that we are to go to every nation. And I thought, huh, I wonder, has, has the church gone to every nation? So then I set up and at our church, we said, we're going to go to every nation. We're going to go to every nation. Um, and, you know, this past November, we, we landed on the final nation. So he's literally saying that his church has gone to every nation in the world and, uh, and, and done ministry there or started a church there or done something there. He's gone to every nation. So I get up next and I'm like, well, thanks, Rick. Um, I, I don't know what else we got next to do now. Uh, you didn't been to every nation. And here I come with my little church. I felt so insecure. I was like, that is the most depressing way for us to not leave the conference. Go church plant and plant and change the world. Oh, never mind. Rick already did it. Um, I, what am I supposed to say? Uh, by the way, Justin, did I tell him I was in my backyard? 
Oh, my bad. Yo, just in case y'all think Rick Warren has sent the ambulance, the uh, the police to come get me. We're recording in my backyard today uh, on a beautiful, sunny Southern California day in the backyard. So if you hear stuff just happening, because at first I was like, is Rick coming to get me now? I hear sirens. What is it? And then I forgot. Oh, we outside. We, we doing it. So that we're chilling in the backyard. So that's where all the noise is. But I, I, I'm not going to lie. I felt like. I was discouraged. I was like, he seems like he's done it all already. What is left for me to do? So I spoke after that. Um, man, Mike Todd is um, this phenomenal preacher, had this great church. I think it's in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Man, this guy is killing the game. It's like everything I've ever dreamed. He's like a superhero for preachers and pastors. Like he got a building that was huge. Guess what he did when he got the deed to the building? He went on top of it and danced on top of the building with a soundtrack and everything and put that on his Instagram. Instagram blew up. I, on my Instagram, I was watching uh, the kids ministry dance through the hallway and my Instagram didn't do nothing. I was like, what in the world? I, I, I'm seeing him, he burned and then burned the mortgage to the building like in the first 40, 60 days or something like that. Crazy. And then I was watching to add insult to injury. I'm watching the episode a couple of days ago and he literally what do you call it, Justin? Body surfed. He jumped into the crowd. Homeboy jumped into the crowd. Body surfed. Like, it's a pastor's dream. It's like a pastor rock star. I want to jump in the crowd. Let me tell you something. If I jumped in my crowd, that'd be three broke legs. broke. I'm too fat to be jumping in the crowd, and I ain't got enough people down there. It's six people down front that's trying to hold me, and we intergenerational, so two of them are 80 years old. I'm going to hurt somebody trying to, trying to body surf in the crowd. Like, I've never seen it before, but I'm like, yo, I love it, and I hate it. I'm unfollowing it. I can't watch it. I can't watch it. And then I go back to see what he did next week. Um, every morning I, uh, I watch TD Jakes before I go out to preach. And most of the times it's inspiring, but a lot of times it's like, um, I just want to go home. I don't even want to walk out because TD Jakes is one of the most masterful communicators in the history of preaching. Like the, like he's just a master communicator. And every now and then I get out there and I have to remember I'm not TD Jakes. I'm Albert Tate. So I'll, I'll go out to my multi-ethnic Southern California church and be like, come on and get ready and get, get ready, get God. And they're looking at me like, Albert, what are you, what are you doing? What happened? And I was like, I'm, I'm sorry, I had two, tw 20 minutes too much of Jake's this morning. Well, if you hadn't picked up a theme, here it is. It's called uh, uh, Hater. <laughs> I'm watching Rick Warren change the world. I'm watching Mike Todd experience the hand in the favor of the Lord on his life. I'm watching Jake's, Bishop Jake's, um, walk in authority and power. And here's the thing I want to talk about. And I'm just going to be honest here. I'm watching it through a lens of my own insecurity. And that's why I don't want to follow them. That's why it's easy for me to hate and critique because they're tap dancing on, on my spiritual immaturity and insecurity. And it happens to all of us insert your own name, whether it's Mike Todd, Jake's Furtick or the mom next door or the business guy who has the office next to you. Those names really don't matter. I mean, you'll see as, as I talk, I, I, I am 
I love all those guys. I've had opportunity to meet Pastor Warren and sit with him and we've taken pictures together and he's prayed for me um, as he's done everybody he's met. If you ever met him, you got a hug from him and he asked about who you are and where you are and, and he's praying for you. So that is really no hate, to be honest, is really spiritual immaturity and insecurity. And I want to talk about it. I want to talk about when insecurity begins to shape your leadership. And when you begin to lead from insecurities and when you spend time do more, doing more comparison and comparing yourself to other people and seeing other people win and allowing that to distract you from who God has called you to be. Um, so a couple of lessons. Number one, what I have to do to bring myself out of those funks when they happen. And I'm just being real. Sometimes they happen. Sometimes I see other people doing great things and I think, man, I want to be doing that. Um, what I'm, what I'm learning, I'm 42. I've been in ministry for about 20 years. What I am learning is that, um, Albert, you don't want anything that doesn't have your name on it. If it's not yours, you don't want it. Don't allow lust and desire to have you reaching for something that God didn't put your name on. If it, if it ain't got your name on it, you don't want it. Ask David. David, they tried to give him uh, Saul's armor when he got ready to fight, and it didn't fit him. Don't try to grab stuff that don't fit you. It's going to hinder your ability to fulfill what God has for you and the assignment on your life. You don't need to be Rick Warren. You don't need to be T.D. Jakes. That We got those already. You need to be Albert Tate. You need to be Lisa Johnson. You need to be Dwayne uh, uh, Phillips. Whoever you are, wherever you are listening, I want to encourage you, be careful. Guard against insecurity and spiritual immaturity. If it ain't got your name on it, you don't want it. And one of the main reasons why you don't want it is because you have no idea what that cost. Trust me. If it doesn't have your name on it, you don't want it because it. you have no idea how much it costs. You have no idea how much it costs. I don't know. I, I can't pay the cost of what it costs to be Bishop T.D. Jakes. I have no idea what it costs Pastor Mike Todd to be where he is. I have no idea what it costs Pastor Rick Warren to sit in the seat that he sits in. So, see, the problem is you cover the seat, but you don't cover the struggle. So you want the blessing, but you don't want their burden. And the blessing ends up on Instagram, but the burden, oh, you don't you don't see that. So I was with Pastor Craig Rochelle last week, and he got on this topic. Um, and I was thinking about this episode, and he just dropped some nuggets. He said a couple of things that just really inspired me. He says, comparison is the thief of confidence. Comparison is a thief of confidence. So when you start comparing yourself to other people, to other leaders, other pastors, other moms, other dads, other families, it's going to rob you of your own confidence. You're not going to be you, you, you're going to have this inability to believe and walk in who you are and what you need to do because you're so focused on other people and what they're doing. Um, he says this. Stop comparing your behind the scenes to their highlight reels. Woo! that was good. Stop comparing your behind the scenes to their highlight reels. Know that this stuff online, man, those are highlight reels. You have no idea what their behind the scenes are. So don't compare yourself. The other thing that I've realized is that I I deeply admire these leaders, uh, all, all these guys that are doing their thing because they're doing their thing. 
They're being themselves. They're being who they are. They didn't get there. Did, Bishop Jakes didn't get to where he is by trying to be Rod Parsley. You know what I mean? Or or Andy Stanley didn't get to where he is by trying to be Craig Rochelle. So ultimately, inevitably, it doesn't work. The comparison thing doesn't work. This is reason number two you shouldn't do it. Number one, you don't want nothing that don't have your name on it. Uh, number two, you don't know how much it costs. Number three, what? it doesn't work. Andy's being the best Andy he could be. So what the Holy Spirit is saying to me is, Albert, I spent all this time crafting, shaping, forming you, giving you DNA, giving you purpose, giving you destiny, putting a legacy inside of you. Why are you going to waste your time trying to be somebody else when I've invested so much time in you being you? There is greatness inside of you. Invest and focus on you being you. So in my spiritually immature, insecure moments, yeah, I have to unfollow. I have to not look at the page. But what I've learned is they're really great sources of inspiration. Man, those guys inspire me so much. Um, they, they push me to be myself because I see them winning at being themselves. So here's to being myself. The picture that inspired this conversation um, you should pull it up and go look at it, but it's me in this yellow jacket and I'm just flossing and a photo shoot. I've never done a photo shoot before. We had to do some stuff for the website and they had this yellow jacket there and I put it on. I'm just flossing. I'm like, ah, yeah. And I was loving it. I was being myself. I'm leaning into being me. And that's my lesson for you and for myself. Don't get caught in the comparison game. Don't get so focused on other people that you miss what God desires to do inside of you. Don't lead from a place of insecurity or spiritual immaturity. Let those folks inspire you. Let them inspire you. Look, let the people that are doing it and killing it, don't hate them, celebrate them. You next, get ready. But your next won't look like them. Your next will look like you. And God spent all that time creating you, shaping you, forming you. Why would you show up and look like them? God wants to do something in you. I'll never forget um, my first time moved to, moved to Southern California. I'm working at Lake Avenue Church. It's a predominantly white church. This is my first time being in a white space like this. And I'm I'm about to preach and I'm nervous. I'm insecure. I'm like, oh, my goodness. I'm, what if they don't like it? What if I don't? And I'm just got all of this doubt circling around. My best friend calls and I tell him about what I'm struggling and he um he tells me something his dad told him a long time ago. He said, Albert, it'll be a shame for those folks to do or go through all that trouble to get you there and you not show up. In other words, he was saying, Albert, preach. Be yourself. Show up. This year, don't compare yourself to other people. Don't be overwhelmed and intimidated by the task ahead. God invested in you. He formed you. He shaped you. He made you. You are his masterpiece. You are his poeme, his, his poem. You are, you are the fruit created in his image. It'll be a shame for God to go through all of that and you don't show up. Show up. God wants to do something in you. God wants to do something through you. He wants to do something for you. And you should do it for his glory. 
for his power, for his honor. So much love to Bishop Jakes, Pastor Mike Todd, Rick Warren. You guys inspire me. And that's why I follow you, because you help me see the greatness in me instead of me being insecure about the greatness that I see in you. I pray that y'all grow, pray that you'll lean in and be the best you you could be this year. No comparison, just you and what God has invested in you. It'll be a shame if you don't show up. Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of the Albert Tate Podcast. To stay connected, make sure to subscribe to the Albert Tate channel, rate and review this episode, and make sure to share on your social media platforms. You can follow along with Albert on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. Once again, thank you for tuning in to this week's episode, and we'll see you next time.